Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Now, this is a special episode for a sort of special week because, drumroll please, it's my birthday week. (laughs) Now, it's not just any birthday, I suppose. It's my 21st birthday on Thursday, January 14th, the day of this release. release. And then today's lovely queen of a guest, Renee, will also be celebrating her birthday this week. It's truly Capricorn season, kids. (laughs) Now, I'm not usually one to do much of anything for my birthday. The past 10 years or so, I've sort of laid low-key. I, like, make myself a cake. My dad and brother would get me maybe, like, two things that I really wanted, and that'd be it. You know, I think for my 16th birthday, my friends threw me a surprise party, but that was about it. Um, After, like, my mom passed, I just didn't really do much, and it's just always been that way. I just overall just love to be connected and feel the love on my birthday. No real celebration needed. And, you know, while this is my 21st birthday and I want to do something a little special, even with it being COVID times and making it safe, um, you know, I just, I figured why not have a fun episode as well with another birthday queen of the week and have it be a real fun laughter filled one. Uh, And then also, you know, on that note, I'm not a big drinker. I mean, let's be honest, I've definitely drank alcohol before 21, albeit only one, two drinks, never driving, you know, less than 10 times total in all 20 years of life. But I mean, I think many of us have had that same experience. And so I know enough to know that I'm not actually a huge fan of alcohol. I don't always react well to it. It's more of a social thing than anything else. So yes, I'm excited to be 21, but more so because I just want to have the freedom to choose to get drinks on the weekend with friends or to even get into different like music revenues and stuff here. Uh, So yeah, for me, it's just turning 21 is another little sliver of freedom. And I think a lot of people relate to that. And so as I mentioned before, this episode is like a little way for us all to celebrate together. (laughs) It's just a very fun, candid, very candid episode where you'll get to see a different, more relaxed version of me. Renee and I truly chatted about anything and everything on our minds. You'll hear us discuss the downsides of underwear and the importance of pH balance, uh, our body image struggles, specifically around weight gain, uh, our stomachs and health, the independence and relationship updates and struggles in both of our lives. You'll get to hear some fun stuff in there on my end. (laughs) And then astrology signs and living up to the big Capricorn energy that we both carry. Overall, a super fun episode. I laugh way too much. I had to cut out some of the laughter because it's so obnoxious, but we just get very real, perhaps a bit rowdy. And so just remember this is for fun. We are digging into serious topics and there's a lot of good wisdom in there, but it's overall just meant to be fun and get you thinking while also making you hopefully laugh. So hopefully it helps you actually like think about or acknowledge something that is happening, whether that's about body image or independence or relationships, or it just makes you smile and or laugh or it does both for you. Let us know either way how it feels. We would love to connect. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and Renee is on there at Killing It With Crohn's. 
both linked below. Also, real quick, I wanted to shout out some, just a review because I haven't done this in a while and it still really does help the show if you're able to even just share it on social media, share it with a friend, or if you're able to go subscribe, leave a rate and review, helps the show grow. It would be an amazing birthday present to me. <laughs> but this one is from, I, I can't, I don't know the name, so I'm just going to read it. And if this is you, thank you. She titled it Amazing Podcast, Five Stars. Emily is real, and you can tell she enjoys each conversation. Every episode is informative and uplifting, and the topics are relatable to everyone. I highly recommend her. She's a born podcaster. My heart! Thank you! <laughs> you all know if you've followed from the beginning or just for a while now, it took me a long time to get to this point of feeling comfortable podcasting and really loving the art of it, so I appreciate you saying that. And as always, those reviews just warm my heart or even when we connect on instagram i love dming with you guys and sending audio messages and just chatting like what a great world we live in where we can connect in so many ways right so thank you guys as always for listening supporting and just being you so without further ado let's hop into this birthday edition podcast like you can mention anything that comes to mind because we're just going for it man yes okay my favorite types of condos i know I mean, like, honestly, just to start this off on a very candid note, before we got on, I actually got sucked into an Instagram ad for Skims, you know, like the underwear. Yes. I struggle so much with underwear just because of like, I think the composure of my body and I have not been able to find good underwear for the longest time. Okay. And so I'm trying to, I, I've heard so many people rave about Skims. Yeah, they're all sold out, but they're pretty reasonably priced. And I'm just not sure how I feel about it. And I mean, for anyone listening, like <laughs> underwear can be hard to find just like jeans. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to also be candid and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm admitting this to like the world. And by the world, I mean, anybody that tunes in, but I actually don't wear underwear. Dude, I have many people I, in my like, family. I never, now. ever wear underwear. I used to wear thongs. I was a huge thong proponent. Mm-hmm. And then when I got diagnosed with Crohn's, like, I feel like I was just, you know, always hurting. And like, I was like, you know, I'm not doing this. This sucks. And I will tell you, you know, we're women, like the pH balance down there is so finicky. And ever since I stopped wearing underwear, I never have issues with like, you know, charge okay. or like yeast infections, like nothing, like prime ph levels down there ever since i stopped wearing underwear so i probably ne- like stopped wearing underwear like three years ago two three years ago dude I'm never wearing them again i need to consider this because yeah. yeah i'm having issues with ph balance right now yeah. and i'm just like something has to change something has to happen yeah and i never thought of it that way but it's like quite literally like it's just like you gotta let your body breathe people i, I mean know. it's just I like know. with not wearing a bra you know what i mean like there's just a freeing aspect to it. Yeah. Regime, you know? And it's good I, for the body. Like it's actually oh, good yeah. for the body to just let things, let things loose, yeah, let them air out. Sometimes I wear underwear if I'm like trying to look like, you know, cheeky. I do have like this one pair of like cheeky underwear that I wear when I'm trying to feel like frisky, like definitely about to send a scandalous photo to someone, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, my roster of men, totally kidding. Don't have a roster, a little one, but, um, you know, those are the only time the underwear come on. Otherwise I am protecting my pH and I'm not wearing them. 
because I, I you like that. to do hit workouts. Like you sweat. Like I am always doing, I think high intensity workouts versus low impact. Nothing wrong with what you choose to do. That's just how I choose to use my body. And I feel like when you're sweating and you're wearing underwear and then you're wearing tight leggings, my lady parts were not a fan of that mm-hmm. at all. So I will say like, it is adjust- an adjustment. You might be like, okay, this is a little, but go for it, try it and uh, keep me updated. Yeah. Or if you find good underwear, like keep me updated, like send me a scandalous photo. I have, I have some friend rosters, Rachel Wall, if you ever listen to this, she always gets my scandalous pictures. Um, I can add you to that list too, um, if you totally want. I will accept this invite and then perhaps join it. No, I mean, you never know, man. Like I've never been one to even, I'll wrap this convo up soon, but I love it. Like I've never been one to wear like thongs just because I'm like, this is too uncomfortable for me. But like, I feel like I'd be more comfortable just not wearing underwear at all because it's like, I don't like wearing clothes. Like, I mean, I wear clothes because it's like, you can't just go around being naked. Yeah. But like when I'm alone, like I don't like things on my body. Like I do not like layers. I do not like clothes in general, like the feel of them on my body. And so it's like, if I don't have to wear underwear, then it's like, fuck that. And I think there are, yeah, like some health benefits there. I need to find someone now to come on and talk about this. Let's start like a no underwear (laughs) revolution. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We can make like a hashtag, like no panties 2021 or something like that. Instead (laughs) of like, no, oh, we had such a good option. We could have done like no panties November. Oh, damn. This is true. We missed our opportunity. We'll keep that on the, on the backtrack for next year. (laughs) <laughs> or we'll, do it. we'll make it happen. <laughs> well, I guess like on the topic of underwear and bodies and how we feel about our bodies and such, like being also, this entire conversation is going to be candid. So I'm going to quit putting that out there as a disclaimer, but mm-hmm. like, I guess let's just share kind of like as a get go here, like, how are we both feeling like right now with like our bodies, like when it comes to body image, like how we feel about yeah. ourselves, let's just share that because it's, the end of 2020 as we're recording this and like it's been a year of ups and downs for everybody in so many ways and I know for me personally body image took a very like rugged path of like yay and yay and nay with all the outside external like anxiety factors going on so like how are you feeling right now like what's going on for you in that in that respect I suppose well I will agree with the body image taking like some tolls in 2021 I would say that that my psychoanalyst of myself is that, um, in my opinion, the only thing I could control of 2021 was the way I talked to myself and the way I thought about myself. So when things tended to get more stressful, I was meaner to myself because it felt like everything was out of my control except for how I viewed myself. Um, so definitely hit some lows, but I will actually say So I got my tonsils out over Thanksgiving and naturally I like was not eating solid food. You can't, it wasn't, I was as if I was being mean to myself, you know, you just literally can't eat. I at one point was eating microwave pizza and it was disgusting, but like, I just needed something other than a popsicle and mochi. I was big on strawberry mochi. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but you know, naturally my body lost weight because I wasn't eating. I was literally just like fucking vibing on air and Percocets. So like, okay, that was bound to happen. And I kept like thinking, like 
four or five steps ahead of where I was being like, this is going to mentally screw me over when I gain these pounds back. Right. Because when I was in my smaller body, I really romanticized like how many fingers I could get around my wrist or like Mm -hmm. how much my backbone stuck out, like stuff that doesn't even matter. And I could feel myself when I was taking my tonsils out, like kind of get back to those habits where I'd be like, okay, you know, that TikTok Mm -hmm. audio looks like, so you think I'm skinny? (laughs) That's like how I felt. But I kept thinking, this is going to really mess me up when I gain it back. And naturally it's been a couple of weeks since I got them out. It'll be a month on Tuesday. And the weight has come back because I've been enjoying life, eating food. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just like naturally did that body check thing where I felt for my backbone and I didn't feel it as much as I did a few weeks ago. And it never came like the wave of like self-hate and like how could you let this happen how did you not take advantage of that weight loss and stay small it never came and today was not filled with negative body image and I think I'm that's like a huge win I talked about on my Instagram the other day how I I don't get weighed at the doctors because I I think anybody who struggles first of all weight should not even be a thing like I just don't get that Mm -hmm. but I think getting not weight at the doctors is crucial for people who struggle with these things because why like you're just sitting there at least for me I was sitting there the whole doctor's appointment just thinking about that number and so a few years ago I stopped um getting weighed Mm -hmm. and I accidentally for some reason like looked down at how much the scale said And instead of being initially mad, like, oh my God, I'm so chunky. I was mad because I was like, you stupid bitch. Like you are going to be so mad in the future. Like how could you have messed up future Renee like this? So again, I was acting like 40 steps ahead, like trying to anticipate what I was gonna feel and being pissed that I did something that was gonna impact future me. And then I talked about on my Instagram, like it never came again. Like. I ordered Domino's that night. I was vibing, right? <laughs> and I was sitting there reflecting with my brother. Well, not actually. Like, we were not speaking. We were just sitting in the same room. Let's let's I said I was not discussing having intimate conversations about my body image with my younger brother. But we were eating our pizza, and I was thinking to myself, like, I ordered Domino's the, literally hours after I saw how much I weighed. And let me tell you, it's definitely higher than I thought. And I don't care. So I'm feeling some wins right now with my body image. How do you feel? Like, what's the vibe with you? You know? Well, damn, those are two like major wins. Major wins. Yeah. I mean, I remember this isn't present. I'll get to present, but it was about, it was a year and a half ago when I was going in for all the like hep C treatments and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, They were weighing me. And it was the first time in years that I allowed myself to see that weight because I was like, I don't want to have this like power of like, oh my God, I can't see my weight. Otherwise, like I'm going to flip shit. And so I let myself look at the weight. And like at first, the first time, like it wasn't comfortable because I was like, woo, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then the second time I was like, okay. And then by the third time I was like, okay, exclamation point, like, this is me, bitches, and, <laughs> and, like, you so know, like, the, um, 
the two, you know, the emphasize emoji or emphasize yes. action that you can do on the iMessage. That was you to the third time you saw the weight. You were like, emphasize. Emphasize this bitch. Yes. <laughs> like I, I was like, okay, like this is, this is okay. And it was so, it was so neat to have that. Like, you know, cause it was over a span of weeks and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like I feel good with this. But so I relate on that end. And then like, I guess present. Yeah. I, it was hard because so for me, um, I too, like where, and I was really like sick with the hep C and stuff. I'd go through these mm-hmm. waves where I would just suddenly like lose all this weight. Yeah. And it was so crazy to me how easy it was to romanticize the weight loss and love mm-hmm. like that smaller body. And then when I did start to gain the weight back, it was like, I wouldn't even notice it until something pointed it out to me like, oh, now these pants don't fit or, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, like it'd be like something I did in life that would show me like that I had gained the weight back. And then suddenly I was like, fuck what happened, you know? And that kept yo-yoing back and forth. And I'd say like 2020 has been the first year where my weight has stayed fairly consistent the entire year. And at a weight that Mm -hmm. I I like, there's been moments where like, for me, I really struggle with my stomach. Like I can be so fine with my body, but something about seeing my stomach and it's always been a trigger for me ever since I was a little girl. Like I remember sitting in the bathtub and just like looking down at my stomach at some point and thinking like, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? And like, that's so sad. Like how many of us have done that with swimsuits, whatever it is. And so to this day, like my stomach is still my biggest trigger where it's like, you just have, like you look down and it's just, you know, we all have like those angles that just don't, they're not optimal, I suppose. Or like, you know, you try on the jeans, whatever it is. And so I think for me, like right now, I've had like some little wins along the way, but I think like the most, like the biggest thing has just been a allowing myself to size up in clothing because that was like huge. Like, mm-hmm. damn, I went up two sizes in these jeans and I feel I so- saw your jeans post and I was like, that's yeah. the hottest bitch I know though. So oh, thank you. Thank you. Because I feel <laughs> hella hot in them and yes. fit my body so well now. Right. Like I was so afraid mm-hmm. of getting bigger jeans that were like a bit looser, but that fit my waist and my ass and my hips but like they fit so well and I've gotten endless compliments on them. And so like, to me, that was like, like it reaffirmed me of like, it doesn't matter. Like nobody knows when you go up in a pant size or a shirt size, whatever it is, like you're the only one that cares that much about what your clothing size is. So I'd say that was like a win for me. And then overall, like what I'm working on now is just like a, like being okay with my body, but also just like more so being okay with my stomach. Like just not letting it get to my head. Like my stomach does so much for me. Like it has all my organs in there. It can't relate to the stomach doing anything for you, but I'm glad you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and that's, that's true though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like what's the difference there when it's like, for me, I kind of will like, I try to remind myself like, oh, it's just doing its job. Like it's bloating to protect Mm -hmm. you or like you're storing like a little extra, like body weight there because it's you know like trying to protect this or do that but like have you ever struggled with that since like because yeah I mean for you I guess it would be different like you can't always you couldn't like really fool yourself into thinking that I suppose I don't know I don't want to put words in your mouth but no no no. I totally love that you said fool yourself into thinking that I think that's so true because that's the way initially you have to trick yourself into Mm -hmm. thinking these things and then eventually they just become true to you you but there is some level of having to like even if you don't wholeheartedly believe it at first you gotta start somewhere um 
so I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of things about my body that don't like me back. Like my intestines would rather be set on fire. Um, I have autoimmune hepatitis. My liver would rather be yeeted into oblivion than be in my body. I have Hashimoto. So my thyroid would rather have been sliced in half and not efficient. And then I also have psoriasis. So my skin is like, fuck you, bitch. Here's a rash. Like there are so many things about my physical body that just like, they don't like me back. And I'm like, bro, I will still like you. That's okay. But I haven't always been like that, you know? Um, but like something you said earlier was like, um, you didn't notice how much weight you had gained until something pointed out and mm-hmm. I'm just in that off. And like, it, we oftentimes think of that negatively. Like we don't ever positively be like, what did I gain from this weight gain? Like, honestly, you could have been fucking annihilating your workouts, but you would have never sat there and been like, you know what? I'm so glad I put on that weight because I just like kicked ass in that workout. Instead, when you pull out those size XYZ pants and they don't fit as snug, you're like, God damn it. Like I gained all this weight. Come on. So with like my stomach, like I, I don't think I, I think I try to position the positives of what Mm. these body parts that don't like me I've gained from like, obviously with Crohn's, if I never got Crohn's, this would have never happened. We would have never been friends. We would not be sitting here filming this podcast the Friday before Christmas, you know, the holiday fucking vibes up in here. Yeah. And I would have never met like the greatest people on earth. And I hate to be like that inspiration porn. That's like my Crohn's gave me my life. But like, I think because I had these setbacks and these things that don't like me, I was forced into a position that I either sank or swam. I had to find other things that I liked about myself and make the most of it rather than focusing on the few things that didn't like that. So like, I literally think I'm the coolest fucking person ever. And that is because I know I'm cool, one. And two, Crohn's, nothing in my physical body can touch that. So again, going back to that, like tricking yourself, like I had to trick myself into liking other things about my body rather than believing the parts that didn't necessarily like me. I fucking love that. (laughs) This is why I like wanted to talk to you because what you said right there about like how you just like, you believe you know in yourself so fully and that's so apparent. Like me reading your posts about how much like you just value and appreciate and like know in yourself, right? And this might not be 24 seven, but like when you have those moments and when you share those, like I just like always refer to them as like bad bitch moments, like I, it's like exudes through the screen. Like I read that from you and I'm like, I'm a bad bitch too. Like, you this are- is me. <laughs> and so it's just so amazing. Like to see how like you're able to, yeah, like kind of do like that mindset shift, like flip the script there. And then, mm-hmm. then like when that happens for you and then like you're in a position, a platform where you can share that, mm-hmm. like it can actually transfer to other people. And hopefully like, that's what this episode gives to people too, because like, we're talking about this, like real shit and this these things that we're feeling and thinking and whatnot. And it's like, that's to hopefully inspire others to like mm-hmm. do this with themselves or like yeah. with a friend, whatever it is. Like this is, I think like, it's just such a part of like that self-empowerment of like, we can do this. Like we don't yeah. need a man or a woman or any other individual person or money or thing uh-huh. to be 
a queen. Like, no, literally not at all. And I think the defining moment of bad bitch queen versus Mm -hmm. those like inspo porn type situations Uh is when you are supporting other people by supporting yourself, right? Yes. You can support yourself as much as you want. I'm glad for you. But there's something different about when you radiate bad bitch energy and other people pick up on it. And then they radiate their own bad bitch energy and the two of you are just connecting. And then there's more bad bitch energy. Like that to me makes loving myself worth it because other people around them do it. So like, I want to share this story. Um, Do it. I obviously fucking hate the patriarchy. Like couldn't be me. And um, when I just am like a very independent woman and any man that enters my life has to understand that. And I definitely radiate that within my family. And I definitely uh, radiate that to my mom. And I wouldn't say she has as much hatred towards the patriarchy, but she called me the other day and she was like, I have to tell you what I just did. And I was like, all right, lady, let's hear it. She was like, I was putting air in my tires. And this man came over to me and was like, shouldn't your husband be helping you? And she said, and I said to him, I don't need a man to do this to Marie. I could do it myself. And then he asked me again if he could do it. And I just said, Mm-mm. and how do you know that I'm married to a man? I could be married to a woman. It's 2020. And I was like, who is this liberal bitch? Like, who is this? And I took so much joy from her calling me just to tell me that because I was like, damn, like she felt like I helped her do that and Mm -hmm. helped her feel that bad bitch energy. You know, she's an Aries. So she has a bit more spark in the anger towards those things. But um, she really like just did that. And that, in my opinion, is prime bad bitch energy when other people feel like they've like learned from you and come into their own self like that. Oh, a hundred percent. And on a more like low key level that day. Yeah. So the day I shared that post about sizing up in the two jean sizes, and it was just like me, like literally shaking my hips awkwardly in a like dressing room mirror, because I was like, fuck this. I don't have time for anything. Um, (laughs) I shared it. And then a few days later, my cousin, who's like 35, actually, I think she's 35 maybe she's not, I don't know. She's somewhere in there. Cousin, I'm sorry. I don't think she'll listen to this, but anyway, um, she called me and she has been struggling with like body image and weight gain for years now. And she was like nearly in tears. She's like, Emily, like your post, like I ran, I never get on Instagram. I like felt the urge to get on your post popped up. She's like, I haven't allowed myself to like get clothes that fit me for years. Like I have all these boxes in my basement of things I've been like hoping I'd fit in again. She's mm-hmm. like, so you know what I did? I said, screw this. And I went out and I bought new pants. And she was like going on and on about how she bought these pants. And then she turned it into like a learning moment for my little it's cousin. Amazing. I was like showing my little cousin, like, see, like, this is what you do. It's okay to size up. And mm-hmm. I felt like in that moment, like such, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't as like, fiery but it was still that like <laughs> wasn't well, yeah, like, much Aries energy you know. there but yeah <laughs> a little bit more mellow but it was like still that moment where I was like okay yeah like when you help when what you share and what you're struggling with or whatever you're going through is also like helping others like I think that is what you were saying like the difference in our terms from like bad bitch queen energy to like the inspo porn like mm-hmm. I fucking love that like that little comparison there and I think that it's like so relevant um yeah like so I mean ways. at the end of the day like 
we're relational beings, like speaking on like a spiritual human genetic, you know, I'm not a fucking professional in that. I work in corporate America, literally in town. But in my, you know, view of the world, we are relational beings. We are literally put here in this lifetime to connect with others. And how do you connect, but through relating through whatever, successes, failures, anything along the way. So I think that connection moment of like, when you see someone else, like when you were like, she didn't let herself, she didn't allow herself to buy clothes that fit. Like that is so common. Like, why are we as women, like not allowing ourselves? And we, we think we're, we isolate ourselves in those situations, right? Because we look at our smaller friends and we're like, I bet she allows herself to buy clothes that fit good. Like no bitch, we all go through it. And when you put those things out there and other, you read something like that. Like when I read your post, I was like, damn, I totally get that. Like, I feel like everything you post, I'm like, fuck dude, are you in my brain? Like, come dude, the same on. for you though, the same for you. <laughs> and like the relational connection, like it feels so good when you're on this earth, two feet on the ground and you realize that someone across the world is going through that with you. You know, it can be so isolating, especially in 2020. Like, how many people have I interacted with this whole year? Two? One of them is my dad. So it's just like connection takes that bad bitch energy to a whole other level. Oh yeah. Spikes it from like bottom to top. I'm doing hand motions right now for everyone that cannot watch us. Yeah. We're both yeah. doing lots of hand motions. I love this. Practically dancing. <laughs> I have so many facial expressions when you're speaking because so obviously I just said I'm a corporate bitch, right? So mm. I'm in meetings a lot, typically with old white dudes who just yell at me. But like, first off, I got these glasses because they make me look like I'm not 12 years old. So I had to get those for my job. Did I relate? I mean, they are blue light. So they are also like effective, but like I yeah. go from like a 10 out of 10 to like an 11 out of 10 with the glasses. Oh, I feel you. Like I have mine and I'd be wearing them, but they won't fit under my fucking headphones. And no. so it pisses me off, but I have to accept it, you know, acceptance. Yeah. But so I've learned to like control my facial expressions and act like I'm engaged, Ooh. you know, even though I could sometimes not care what this man is saying to me. I hope no one from my job listens to that, but, um, I hope they don't listen to any of this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, my boss. Okay. So this is just a side note. So my boss, I, I think I just like radiate like chaotic energy. So um, my direct manager, she called me and she was like, so like, talk to me, like, how, how is work going? Like, I know you've been taking on a lot and you want to know what I said to her. I oh. said the words, you know, the fucking vibes. <laughs> <laughs> she literally, we were on the, we were, you know, looking at each other. She looked at me and she goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and she was like can you explain what that means <laughs> like yeah you know and I just like went into like what was happening at work mm-hmm. and then like my my more bigger boss um she joined the meeting one time like months ago and I was like hey queen you know so now yeah. every time she calls me she's this petite woman from Hungary. She's so kind. She's terrifying. She's intelligent. She gets shit done. She's a bad bitch. But uh-huh. she calls me and she'll be like, hello, princess. Oh! Like, what have I done? 
all my coworkers are like, who are you? Like, how are you in this corporate world saying, you know, the fucking vibes and hey, queen to your manager. So I don't know where, oh, it's going back to the facial expressions. This whole time we're both on camera and I've just been giving you facial expressions left and right, but they're not fake ones. They're real ones. Oh, I love it. I know we are vibing. I, I love that. And what you said about the chaotic energy, I feel very similar and it's funny, like, I don't know. I feel like I can just get away with a lot of shit. And I feel like you're someone that can too, where it's like, it's I could- because s- we're Capricorns. Oh, 100%, like cap. We and- bring to the table. It doesn't matter how fucking chaotic I am, but my my work is good. So at uh-huh. the end of the day, they're like, bring on the chaos. I want the productivity though. <laughs> Dude, I know. I, I, do the, I do the most crazy shit, say the most crazy shit at work or in whatever job I have or situations or events mm-hmm. or with friends, relationships, whatever. And you know what? People just keep coming back. They're like, I still love you for some reason. (laughs) They love it. I pulled out like a reference from my customer in six months and they usually can't get those out of two year customers Uh because I'm also extremely charming. So I'm like, oh my God, like how are your kids? And they're like, oh my God, we love her. So I'm so, I literally, if I don't give birth or adopt, you know, I don't fucking know. If I don't have a Capricorn child, yeet it I can't have it it has to be something else if I had a scorp a male Scorpio child game over it's game over like someone else take that from me because yeah couldn't couldn't be me couldn't manage no I know Capricorns in your life and I feel like Mm -hmm. if you have decide to have kids you know if you don't who fucking cares it's your choice but I feel like there's some level of not having to parent a Capricorn Right, oh, like yeah, I came out of the womb knowing how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> I'm I'm not even fucking kidding. Like uh, no, I can I can imagine. No, it's true. We are very yeah, and I I think that's what I love. Had oh, a yeah. Google Calendar filled out of like your goals for the next five years. Oh, uh, I mean, and like that's what I love about working as a server is because I just get to like use that charm and like the wit mm-hmm. and like the productivity. It's like. I just smooth people, you know, like, oh, I, yes. I have gotten so much of like what I have in life just by being like me. A nice fucking person. I mean, you guys know, like, I don't, I do not have qualifications. Like I have high school and that is it. And yet I have managed to somehow. Paired with the Capricorn, she's getting oh, shit done. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you give a Capricorn a high school diploma and then they're off. They're off. All, the of, races, sudden, man. all of a sudden they're the vice president of some club out in Germany then all of a sudden they're in the cabinet and like who fucking knows that's just how Capricorns work and like you know plenty and well with Nat she yeah. is in December no she's not a Capricorn it's not the 19th yet she's a Capricorn cusp though, so that's why I'm so she's say close that. yeah close have you ever seen that bitch's google calendar because no, I can imagine though from what I know no. of her dude she she has, I don't know. I don't think she actually identifies too much with the Capricorn because she's a cuss, but like, mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, you might as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Come over to the dark side. Yes. I, it's the best side. No offense. I had my friend, she's a Taurus and I love that we're like talking about signs right now. But she, she goes, why do you think you're the best? And I was like, first off, I know I'm the best. And she goes, well, like, why do Capricorns think they're the best? And I was like, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand what's up for debate at that Please point. repeat the question. <laughs> I was like, do you, do you need read receipts? Because you know, I have those. 
breakfasts are good too. Just like we're the powerhouse. We're basically the mitochondria of the cell. <laughs> the mitochondria <laughs> of biology. I'm laughing so fucking hard right now. I'm just. <laughs> we are. I mean, dude. I mean, there's just something about that Capricorn energy that it's just. It's a fucking vibe. It's a oh, fucking okay. vibe. And you know what? We I, love. We love all signs. We love. Yeah, all- we love all signs. You know. I basically love cancers because they show emotions that I've never experienced before. Um, just outwardly. Like I'm a cancer yeah. rising. What's your rising? Do you know? My rising? I have to look that up. I was just looking at it. So Rachel, um, she was asking me about my signage the other day. So I didn't realize this, but I have like five signs fire for- Holy shit. <laughs> This explains, and this is like a legitimate astrology reading that I got with like a good friend of mine in the, like she's been doing it forever. Yeah. Is her name Road to Hannah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her. Okay. She is so cool. And Hannah, if you ever read this or listen to this, please follow me back. And I think I would pass out and die because like, I think she's so cool. Me and my like best friend from college, she found her and was like, look at this account. And we are just obsessed. Like we send all of her stuff. We're like, oh my God, did you see what she posted? So um, shameless plug, please follow me back. I think you're so cool. She's, I mean, I, yeah, I found her a few years ago and like, she talks about this all the time, but she always says that like people think she's like intimidating and like she does give off bad bitch queen energy, but she mm-hmm. is, I've had her on the podcast like twice now. And like, she's just been such a like good friend throughout it all. She is the sweetest, most like loving bubbly mm-hmm. person I have ever met so soft-spoken and yet she radiates absolutely radiates like bad bitch at queen energy to the T and I'm like that's I feel like we can both be like that because like in reality we're both like very like nice human beings I'm yeah. gonna say that but like I'm a nice fucking person yeah but also you piss us off and like retreat I, you don't I'm want to cross that it. line you know I will lay that on the line. I am ruthless. I have an Aries moon. So basically mm. I will come for your neck. <laughs> and, that's it. and that's why, I don't know if you're this way, but I am very, very, very cautious of that. And I don't yell at anyone. I don't, if I get mad at someone, I take myself away from the situation because I don't want anyone to feel this wrath. My ex-boyfriend used to get it naturally. You know, we dated for seven years. We lived together. Okay. I literally would degrade this manhood, this guy's manhood. Like, and then afterward I'd be like, oh my fuck, like, dude, who are you? Like, why would you say that? And he's like, so sweet, a little bit of, he's a Sag, Gemini moon, like Ooh. really kind. We could talk yeah. more about dating in the future, but like, yes. he's literally the best guy I've ever met in my life. And he would be like, how could you say that? And I'm like, it's the okay the planets were just aligned like that when I was born okay dude it's what I have to do to survive it's the Aries it's the fire it's the chaos yes it's it's just the fucking fire inside oh my god no the yeah six Capricorn placements fuck dude I wow like why I'm like constantly like sticky notes come out of my like shirt when I'm done <laughs> to say out of your ass <laughs> I was like, yeah, like they just pop it out of nowhere like I basically keep a planner in my bra to just whip out at all times you know I think I only have three placements in Capricorn so that's I'm still a fuck ton. it's that's pretty good okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of the demise of Capricorns is then there's no switch to turn it off like 
I am constantly analyzing like my next productivity. And like, I do, I think I've done a pretty good job of like prioritizing rest in 2020. I think all, everyone was forced in these positions. The universe literally was like, here's a big fuck you, you know, fuck capitalism, take some time off. Like you are not a robot. And I don't, I think if this wouldn't have happened as a Capricorn, I would like, I just can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And, and I do envy people who are like, I am going to wherever the wind takes me. My roommate's like that. Like, she's very like, whatever the vibes. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Dude. Like, <laughs> no, Trish, if you ever watch this, I'm totally kidding. I love you. But she'll be, I'll be like, what do you want to eat? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, so we order from here at 545. I'm going to pick it up here. We're going to do this after we eat. And she's like, whatever, man, like whatever works. I'm like, can you give me some of that? Just any of it. I'll give you some of mine. Oh, a hundred percent. No, this is me to a T. I'm like, yeah, I just, I need like a chill the fuck out pill. So that way I can just like sign off. But no, and I think you're right. Like 2020 was the year to like finally push us in that direction. Mm -hmm. But what happened is that I yo-yoed. So it was like the moment that I was able to go back to work. I went back to like 65 hours a week because Emily was like, time to rise and shine, bitches. Let's get back to the grind. And then I burnt out and then I had to start all over again. So that's like my Mm -hmm. eternal struggle, a cycle to work through right now is Mm -hmm. you go until you burn out. And then you slow down and then you start it all over again. But we're working to change that. We're working through it. My big tip for you is I've definitely learned this in working in my job. It's like very high stress. Mm -hmm. Um, Have someone keep you accountable. I know like it's definitely easier for me because I have mentors at work and I have my bosses, but like they just have someone that you can keep that can keep you accountable for burnout because otherwise like as Capricorns, you're like, okay, I don't have any feelings. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to work 80 hours this week. Give me the money. I want to sleep on bags of money. Yes. And you, you need that person in your life to be like, Hey, no, no, no. Just cut the lights, dude. Cut the lights. And you're like, Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Try. So give it a go. We'll try. We'll try it out. <laughs> No, that is true. And I think, yeah, there's like so many aspects of life where it's like, we just have to like let someone in on mm-hmm. a, like what we're struggling through. Disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I, but I know what you know. I mean, like the thought of letting someone in. Yes. I know. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm like, you want, yeah, no. I mean the amount of times that people offer to help me as I'm clearly drowning and I say, <laughs> No, it's all good. You know, like, like I, I will look, I will look dead at work because it's, I've been, you know, serving for eight hours and haven't gotten a break. And someone will be like, Hey, Emily, take a break. And I'll look like absolutely dead. And then the moment they say, Hey, go take a break. I'll, I'll find it suddenly chipper up. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm okay. Like I can go oh, for yeah. a solid more hour. Like let so-and-so take their break. I'll be okay. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, my manager has now gotten to the point where he actually yells at me because he'll tell me to take break and I won't take break because I'm just like there's more shit to do like I've yeah. got, you know what I mean and it's like no like you actually have to take break right now because we're not going to pay you, you, you legally have to yes. <laughs> I'm like fine if I must Fuck, okay the opportunity cost though dude I could be making money in those oh, like 15 100%. minutes yeah it's like don't I always, I always got money on my mind oh. but I think 
letting people in is something I definitely struggle with. And it's really scary. Like let's, I don't, okay. Do you watch TikTok? I don't, unfortunately. Never mind. But any, anyone that listens to this, there's this TikTok audio that's like, add a bit of spice. Um, so add a bit of spice of trauma. You know, I never want to let anyone in. And I, I do find myself living in this weird in between though, because if you are on my Instagram, like I am very open, you know, mm-hmm. I always tell people like what I'm going through. Like I always tell people like what's happening and maybe why it's happening, but I never ever let anyone know how it's hurting me or like how they can help me. I'm just like, here's what's happening. And they're like, I'd love to help you. Like, ah, you, like, what can I do? And I'm like, you can never say those words to me ever again. Actually, that, that would be so helpful. Um, (laughs) Just forget this even happened. That's what you can do. You know, that meme of the Simpsons where the guy like fades into the the shrubbery. I don't, I do not. Unfortunately, you you live Dude, I'm uncultured. Yeah, no, I've, I'm not, I'm not well. Oh, all right, you know what other, we're, we're doing no panties 2021, but we're also doing hashtag culture M 2021 because I need you to get these references. I will, I know. I'm, I'm I'm people, yeah, I, I probably have. I probably am just not remembering it. It's amazing. I would like you to Google it after we end. <laughs> but it's just kind of like fading into the background and like anytime anyone offers to support me, I'm like, Fade into the background, gotta go. So, um, please never look at me again. No, I think I th- and I think that's what's funny about Instagram. And I mean, for me too, with this podcast, is that it's very easy for me to share. Yeah, like okay, this is what I'm going through. Like I'm an open book. Like I've mm-hmm. shared just about everything on the podcast, whether that's good or not. I don't know yet. But I mean, yeah, I mean, people could listen and watch my Instagram and know everything about my life, but it's okay. Anyway, like, but then the moment that like, I have to like confront someone like in person or like, yeah, explain like how much it's hurting me or like how they can Mm -hmm. help me. I just like freeze the fuck up and not Mm -hmm. like there's, yeah, there's a couple examples I could give for this, but I'm not going to (laughs) go. You've seen on my close friend story, but anybody, but here we go. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like, it's so true where it's like, I can, I'm so open. I can share all this shit I want. I can be vulnerable. But then the moment I actually have to like let someone in and admit like I'm not well, it's like all bets off. I'm okay. Let's forget this ever happened and move on to the next day. Oh yeah. Like don't even my, I am infamous for posting. Like when I'm struggling, I'll be like, Hey y'all just so you know, like this is what I'm going through. Obviously it sounds a lot better, but you know what I mean? I'm like, yes, I am sad. And then like, you get all these comments of people who genuinely care about your well-being and want to support you and they're like Renee like I'm here for you da, 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 and I appreciate them but I never fucking respond because I'm like god damn it open up and like I know what people want to support me and help me but I'm like god I re- no 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 like I literally will take a week to go back to those and be like thanks so much because it's like I want to put it out there but I just don't want any of the responsibility of obtaining the support that people want to give me then. Like, Oh, a hundred percent. I, every fucking vulnerable post I share, I want to put a disclaimer at the bottom. Please do not please. give me your sympathy. Please do not pity me. Please do not offer advice and please do not support me. I almost want to give a disclaimer that'll be like, disclaimer, this is extremely emotional. I probably will not respond to you for two weeks because I am processing alone. 
nothing personal, but continue to comment. I'll get back to you. Oh, 100%. We just need like a post-it note sign for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is, letting people in is not good. And then like, I'm so proud of you for like going out on dates. Like, I think that's amazing because I would rather yeet myself into infinity than go on a date and potentially let someone in like that. That sounds absolutely putrid. (laughs) Dude, I, before every date, because it's been a little over a month now. And before every date, I literally text like two of my friends and I, so A, I'm anxious all day long. And then I text like two of my friends and I'm like, you know what? I should just call this off. It's not, it's like, it's all good. Whatever. And every time they're like, fucking go, you're going to have fun. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, this is fun. What am I like anxious about? But every time God damn it. it's like, it was it's actually like, cool. Yeah. I'm like, every time the lead up to it though, I get so, I get like sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm going to have to be like close to somebody like I'm gonna have to communicate yeah I'm like somebody like he might touch me I'm like what Eh, no I will I was I literally I'm like I have too much work to do anyway I should just stay home every fucking time and I keep pushing myself through it though mainly because I can't like take back my word (laughs) I used to do that all the time I would be the one like plan something and then I'd back out of it because I'm like Mm -hmm like no 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 like back to work I don't feel comfortable like I don't want to like get all personal here and so now I'm like it's like walking through like thick sand and I'm just like slowly 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 more comfortable with like letting people in but damn it's hard like oh my god to the viewers that can't see me I literally just acted like I was vomiting on camera this is Um, how much it sickens well that sounds good for you I'm so proud of you I am solely first off imagine having to admit you liked someone oh dude I like I could uh, hardly yeah, please, no, I could hardly call ever ask you to do that <laughs> um that's embarrassing couldn't can't do that um I am also you know we're going back to the charm aspect I yes, do think yeah. I'm super charming not to toot my own horn <laughs> Um, but I'm just solely relying on one, uh, I get back together with my ex. If you ever listen to this ex, that's an option in my mind. Two, I'm just fucking with you. I am, you know, trying things out. And by trying things out, I mean two, relying on my charmingness for someone to fall in love with me on the spot somewhere. Like Uh coffee on the streets, preferably in a bookstore. I think that would be elite. But um, as far as putting myself out there and dating someone, absolutely not. I'm no, no, no. Mm-mm. Okay. I always had that mentality of like, I'm going to meet somebody on the spot, right? Like we all have those scenes where it's like, it's going to oh, be yeah. like this, this, and this. And then it happened kind of weird how I started like talking, not weird, but it was like, kind of like little, like it was like I don't know how it all happened but we started talking and so like who knows if it'll go anywhere but I think it's like a good experiment nevertheless because I'm just like that where it's like I would rather like never try to actually like pursue or like co-date someone I'd rather it's just like live my life work 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 and then someday somebody's gonna fall head over heels in love with me and I won't have to lift a finger I won't have to deter from my life 
And I literally did not ask you to call me the fuck out like that, <laughs> but okay, I guess that's where we're going. <laughs> this is me. This is me and this is you. And you know what? I was like, okay, Emily, you can't do that right now. So I'm giving it a go by, by like actively like outs- outsourcing by... <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Literally Capricorned the shit out of that, y'all. She just she did it. I'm outsourcing my network right now. <laughs> well, dude, I think that's amazing. I so I was dating someone for the longest time. I think he he's literally the greatest human I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went through a, a lot, like a lot of trauma. I particularly went through, and he supported me through all of that. And then it kind of like when the trauma subsided and I coped from it, I had this moment where I was like, wait, shit, I found so much identity in coping from my trauma and being in this relationship. I don't actually know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could not figure out who I was continuing to be in a relationship with him. And we dated like, first off, I liked him since seventh grade. So I basically spent 90% of my life pursuing this tall, lanky, skinny dude with curly hair. Like that's my MO. And, um, I was like, shit, like, I don't want to be 45 and have this identity crisis and like leave my fucking kids and white picket fence with this kid. Like, that's not fair to any of us. So, you know, I do want to put myself out there, but like, I also, I've only been single for a year. Uh So I'm like, I don't even like, I know who I am. You know, we all have a little bit of a sense basically my game plan I know that I was just being fucking dramatic and saying that I was either going to get back with my ex or like focus on charm but I do think like my game plan on dating is just to date myself and Mm -hmm. like I think you know I'm putting good energy out into the universe and like whatever comes from that comes from that I will say however though I saw this manifestation thing on TikTok and it was like right out every day the partner I seek is now seeking me. I now release any roadblocks between us. I was like, okay. So I started that back in November and my ex dropped off a, a dozen cookies for me three days after I started that. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started it again. And then my ex volunteered to help me move into my apartment. And I was like, what the fuck universe like oh my god so any potential suitors that are listening to this that might be interested in me please disregard the conversations about my ex because this is really you know making it seem like I'm still in love with him I'm not emotionally available which maybe I'm not maybe I need to dive into that therapy but yeah my tactic is to date myself and um Okay. I don't fucking know how good no, that's going. I, I fucking love that. And I think what I failed to mention before for anyone listening, because you know, like anyone on my like close friend story on Instagram knows this, but like I've never dated before. Like mm-hmm. I've had guys ask me out and typical like me, I'd be like, no, I'm too busy. Or like, no, why whatever. would you say you liked me? Gross. Yeah. Okay. This is really sad story. The one time this guy gave me flowers 
I thought it was coming from this other guy that I actually did kind of like. So then when I realized which guy it was, and he he was like this little like this little guy. I was not interested in him at all. And people were giving me shit because I wouldn't let him take me to the dance. And I'm like, no, I'm a that. fucking independent woman. Don't tell me like that I need a man to take me to the dance. And I'm not gonna do it to make him feel good. Anyway, yeah. so he got me flowers after I was dealing with all that bullshit from people. And I just had a moment of like typical like fear, you know, fire fury. And mm-hmm. I sort of like threw the flowers down the staircase at our school. Nobody saw except for my best friend. And then she's like, Emily, you are a horrible person. I'm like, no, I'm a fuck. She was joking. She was like, okay. How would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. But like, it just goes to show like, yeah, I've never been one for, I've never been interested in relationships. I didn't have mm-hmm. time for that shit. And so now I'm at a point where I'm like, I think I'm like reverse, right? Like you had that for the longest time and now you mm-hmm. need to be with yourself. And I had all that time where I was like quite literally dating myself. Yeah. And now it's like to the point where I'm like, okay, I should. I'm, probably- ready. I'm ready for someone to enter my yes. life. Yes. Yes. Wow. I have a funny story about how I poorly reacted to oh, someone. Who liked me. So um, it was my birthday, like pre-COVID. I went out with a bunch of my friends, and it was just like a weird night there were weird vibes flying all over the place okay so we're in this bar and like drunk me being the fucking asshole I am I looked at this kid that was my friend and I was like all right I'm your wingman like who am I setting you up with tonight and he looks at me and he's like you and I was like hold the fuck up what did you say and he's like well yeah like I really want to kiss you tonight I swear to God, I looked this kid dead in the eyes and I said, please never say those words to me ever again. And he was like, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, this never fucking happened. You don't know me. I don't know you on Monday at work. Don't, we're going to act like this never happened. And he just stood there and I walked away. Um, and that's probably why I'm there. I'm still single, you know, like, I think I'm bringing good energy, but then as soon as someone's like, hey, I'm interested, I'm like, that's, no, no, the only person that's allowed to be interested in me right now is Tom Holland, Tom Holland, if you ever listen to this, please date me, I'm cool, that's all I can add, I'm cool and I have good hair, that's it, and a bad bitch queen vibe, bad Uh, bitch queen vibe, I love that, and you know what? I think it's okay. I think we all react in like different ways. And <laughs> that's you and nicely being like, you know, it wasn't the best. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I've had some bad reactions, even in this like dating experiment I'm doing right now. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to quit talking about this from like an analytical. <laughs> you're, literally, you're talking to him as like a data point. And I think that's the exact of the patriarchy move is when you deduce your dates specifically the white male down to a data point <laughs> I mean, your first point of I think it's my way of like keeping like a mo- keeping distance right because it's like oh. oh this is an experiment like <laughs> but it's not an experiment like I these mean, are real feelings and this is a real human and I need to like quit being so such a robotic <laughs> No, dude, I, I totally get it. I think, I think I'm, we're joking here being like, he, he, like when guys tell me they like me, I'm like, that's so gross. I react so badly. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to be honest, I really think it's a coping mechanism. Like, oh, hundred percent. I am not willing 
to let people close to me. And it's like the second, because admitting I like someone, I know I jokingly was like, that's gross. Mm -hmm. No, I think it scares me admitting that I like someone, like having to be in that vulnerable of a position. And then, holy shit, if they actually like me back, I have to get more vulnerable. I have to like show them, I have to show them my three brothers who are like legit crackheads, not actually just crackhead energy. I have to show them that I have like chronic illness. Like I have to show them my struggles. And like, I would rather sit here and be like, gross, can't tell him I like him. I have no feelings. than actually just address the fact that I keep everybody. No one can actually see the camera, but I just arms like the way, like I keep everyone there. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like, I relate a hundred percent. And that's like, even me, like viewing this from like an analytical view, all that stuff. It's because yeah, exactly what you just said. Like the idea of anybody, like, so even like down to the point of like compliments, like this guy I'm seeing, like other people, whatever. I don't like compliments because to me, I'm like, that's too soft and gooey. You know what I mean? I'm like, and like Mm -hmm. my other thing is too, especially when it comes to guys is like, or even friendships. I'm like, I have this fundamental belief of like, they're going to find something out and then they're not gonna like, they're going to leave me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, they are not like, like, yes, they like me now, but then like, what's going to happen to make them leave me. And it's almost like self-sabotage of like, I'm just going to keep yeah. you at an arm's distance because yeah. that way, if you leave, like I'm not hurt. Right. Like oh, yeah. I've kept like, for instance, this guy at an arm's distance. And I've thought this entire time, like I could literally walk away from this right now and allow myself to just like disassociate from all my emotions. But Mm -hmm. if I were to actually let him pass like arm's length, then like, then it's like, I can't disassociate anymore. And then I would feel all the fucking emotions. And sometimes, yeah, yeah. And it's like emotions, we love them, but sometimes we don't. And sometimes we cope with them and sometimes we distract. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that. I like like how you mentioned it in friendships too, because I definitely, you know, obviously I'm single. That's why I'm talking about like, people I'm interested so much like this but in friendships I'm the same way like in high school growing up like I never had like one core best friend Mm. ever I definitely like gelled into different groups and you know I can't really pinpoint like a traumatic moment of my childhood where I have this fear of abandonment but it's almost like I did that because there were no strings attached like if I suddenly fell out with a group that's okay and I also have this awful habit of like getting very very close with someone and then as soon as it gets to this like peak like connection wise I instantly phase out and I again I think it's a coping mechanism I went to Maine safely disclaimer went to Maine it was very very safe with my friend and that was the longest amount of time I had ever one-on-one spent with someone that wasn't my ex-boyfriend and it was huge for me it was monumental and I told her this I was like I can't spend individual time with people it scares the fuck out of me because they'll see me day to day the bad the good you know we had a great time but like she had to see me when I first woke up not that I'm self-conscious about what I look like but those are vulnerable fucking moments. Mm -hmm. And it's not just romantic people that I'm like that with. Like I very much struggle with vulnerability in general. Like Instagram is great because I can still keep people far away. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it, it takes a lot to like connect with people then at that point, but like you can still do that when you go on trips with your friends, bitch, they got to watch you eat. Like 
they have to like watch you pee, you know, like, oh yeah, scary. And I'm so proud of myself for going to Maine. I'm so thankful for my friend that I went with. We had the best time, but I would have never done that before because I am so much like, all right, gotta fucking go. So nice of you to, you know, entertain this friendship, but I got a little too much for me. Oh, I was just thinking this the other day, how many friendships I feel like I've fucked up because of that same exact thing, mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, the, literally exactly what you were just saying. And I have a few like really close friends now, you know, like that are in my personal life where I can, you know, see them on a, you know, pretty recent or regular basis. Regular yeah. basis. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And they're like the first people that I've like started to realize, like I've overcome that with where, yeah, the mm-hmm. one. I mean, we just started spending like more and more time together. And then it got to the point where like, now she's been such a great friend for, you know, like a few years now that she was like able to drive down here to Texas with me. Right. And like, she saw me at my, like, she's seen me at all my stages at our times when it's like, we're like, we're just pissed, not at each other, but just in general, you know, it's late Mm -hmm. night, whatever. Like you see all those sides of each other and like, you do become stronger because of it. And the new friends I'm making here, like, I'm really trying to be aware of those habits of mine and like those behaviors too and like not let myself fall into those cycles of like friends 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 we really connect and then I suddenly just like lose not even like lose interest too much because it's like this it's it's almost like comes off as losing interest but really I think it's just our brains being like this is danger like this is where you're gonna cross that line where if things happen yeah it's gonna hurt you know I can I can put it enough effort to get me to that peak but I'm never ever gonna go past that and I too like I'm so proud of us because I think I've been doing like a good job too of like recognizing that behavior shout out to all my high school homies that I've ghosted hope you're all doing well um dude I just <laughs> sent out apology texts like just like, <laughs> so there's like three of my high you're school homies and dude I like once I like got in this world where I was like, oh yeah, these are my homies. I just like completely faded out. And it was like last week I was, I just sent like a check-in and I was like, guys, sorry for like going off the map. I just really like have a hard time with friendships and I needed time away from you. And like, yeah, so continue. But I literally just did this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, as I was saying, shout out to the high school homies. I gotta go. Well, maybe we could be friends now. Maybe I not. actually have done that though. Like in 2020, I've sent, messages to people who I had like since fallen out and be like hey like I'm thinking of you like I have reconnected with a lot of people and I think it's because we have had this year of self-reflection self-awareness increase and I'm like whoa all right like that was a lot why did you ghost those people I don't fucking know so I also think being single helped that because I didn't have to funnel a lot of energy into this amazing partner of mine Mm -hmm. I had more energy to put into my friendship and rekindle where I could And I like, again, going back to dating, something that scares me is like, I feel like I'm making great trajectory in my friendships and rekindling them and getting over those fears of like vulnerability, et cetera, et cetera. And something that scares me about dating is like, I know how I was with my ex. And though it was like the greatest relationship I've been in, it was so, so healthy. Like I literally could sit go on about how wonderful it was. I, it was a lot of energy and if I get into a relationship, those are the expectations I have to be in something as great as that. I will accept nothing fucking less at all. Like it has to be healthy and a lot of effort. 
And then, but then I won't have that to put in these friendships. Yeah. So yeah, I'm dating myself, but I'm also dating my friends right now because Mm -hmm. that's, what's important to me, right? Like I want fucking bridesmaids, yo. Like I want, if I ever pop a baby out of this fucking, you know, girl thing, like I want other girls going through that to play with my fucking kid, which by the way, if I have a boy, I'm naming, naming him Jonah. I have copyrights on that. No one else can get that. Um, Heard. You know what I mean? Like I'm dating my friends because like you, oh, I've, had, I've had these, this year of 2020 where I'm like, okay, that's fuck. I got to get over that because mm-hmm. that is not, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, a hundred percent. No, that's been it. And I love that. What you said there about like dating your friends. Cause I feel like that's what I've, it's been neat moving to a new place because it very much so feels like I'm dating these friends because right like I'm testing them out I'm like okay like I'm testing out this one I'm like all right number one come in come in (laughs) number two really like you number three it's not gonna work you know what yeah I'm sorry like this is let's fade (laughs) out no but it's it's interesting because it is like you're it's like I have these separate groups and you know it's either like I work with them or like they're working from home like everything is safely coordinated but mm-hmm. overall, it's just neat. Yeah, like it's kind of like dating friends. And I think that it's so cool because it's, it like allows that like flexibility and like mm-hmm. allows you to pour that energy into those friendships that like they need. Yeah. I went, so Rachel Wall, Healing with Rach. Um, we did love a, her. <laughs> love her. Literally the greatest human you will ever meet in the whole world. Um, a few weeks ago, we did a, like she started this Wednesday series where she interviews people and talks about, whatever she wants, like whatever she finds niche about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked, we were talking about friendships and she was acting like, actually her question was why, how can you be so apologetically yourself all the time? And I was like, because I'm fucking cool. That's why like, yeah. But I told her that my biggest tip for someone who is like starting out on this journey is to surround yourself with people that you start feeling like that with. And I told her that the reason why I always feel comfortable by myself is because my friends and the people in my life are reflections of things I like about myself or want to be more like. So my friend that I went to Maine with, that I talked about this with in Rachel saying, she is the most spontaneous bitch out there. She's Scorpio, she's chaotic, you know, the vibes. And I want to be more adventurous. Obviously I'm like a color-coded bitch. So she's a reflection of something I want to be more like, like I want to be more adventurous. I want to surround myself around with her because like she is so cool and then there's other people in my life like Rachel who is so genuine I mean like you've experienced her love and support Mm -hmm. it like literally feels like sunshine all the time and I find myself I think I'm a really supportive person I don't take it from others but I am supportive of others and I I I find that we reflect one another in that and it breeds a really really beautiful friendship So like I'm dating people that are reflections of parts of me that I want to be or that are me. And that's why I think friendships are so cool because it's like almost like reminders of good things and how we were talking about like with body image and how like I've chosen to like things about myself that aren't necessarily physical is when you are surrounded by people like that who are reflections of good things that you like that have nothing to do. Like M, you, you and I look nothing fucking alike, literally at all, you know? But I think you are so cool. And I love surrounding myself around you because you have such independent energy. 
and like you know that the world is yours so naturally i want to surround myself with you and be reminded that i'm also independent too like you like we reflect that off one another so it's so much easier not to focus on body image when you're surrounding yourself with things like that i don't know where the fuck that tangent came Dude, from i fucking love well a i'm getting teary eyed thank you <laughs> and b B, let's not get too emotional. No, but B, I, I so no, 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 no emotions. No, I just like love that because whenever I do have like body image issues, that like it'll hit me every now and then of like I haven't judged a single one of my friends for their body. Like I have friends of all body shapes, all body sizes, everything, and like I have never once thought of them for their body or as their body. Right? Like, no, not a zilch, not once. And like mm-hmm. even the friends that, yeah, like to me are much smaller than me or like could in a past of like trigger jealousy or such. Like, I don't even notice, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't even see that. Like, I just see, as you said, like the reflection of like what we're both bringing to the friendship. And mm-hmm. I think like, it's just so, it's so beautiful. And I think like, that's an indication of like a real good, like something happening, blossoming friendship happening there, because it's like, mm-hmm. you are moving past like the pettiness of like high school or whatever it was when like body and all that stuff were part of it you know we talked about that because almost high school like I think being friends in adulthood is so not like high school friendships are great Mm -hmm. but it's almost so much more meaningful because a lot of high school friendships are based on convenience and link relevant factors you go to the same fucking school I hope you have something to talk about you know a lot like I played sports in in high school like I had sport friends versus Mm -hmm. like class friends and I think when you get to this point in adulthood where you realize that if you take convenience out of your friendship, there's nothing there, then that is so cool because it's not cool, obviously it's sad, but like, it's so cool to have that recognition because it's like, yes. I no longer have to put energy into this friendship, relationship, whatever, that's only linking factor is convenience because take that apart. It's not meaningful at that point to me. I fucking love that because I think, those high school people that I was saying I checked in on kind of apologized. That was what happened, right? Because it was like, they went off to college and then I didn't go to college. And so suddenly I was like, I like in our group chats, all that stuff. I was like, I don't have anything to say here. Like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to my talk about fucking Chad from Pi Sigma Apple. (laughs) Pi Sigma Apple. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking true. I'm like, I, I don't relate to anything here. I have my Instagram, you know, like if I'm going to talk with people virtually about this type of stuff, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to Instagram where I have all these people of all different avenues. Like I can talk about health. I can talk about spirituality. I can talk about bad bitch stuff. Like there's so many different avenues. And I think a, that's the beauty of like digital friendships and what they can provide. And then B just like going back to what you said, like, I think that is so true. Like that convenience factor, Hey, that can relate to relationships too. Right. Like mm-hmm. how convenient is this for you versus like how much yeah. does it actually work? So I, yeah. I stand by that. Oh my God. I could like talk to you for literally <laughs> hours. I'm like so excited. So where can people find you and connect and just follow along because you're a bad bitch queen and everybody needs some of this energy in their life. Ooh, okay. Connect with me on LinkedIn if you're looking for a job. <laughs> just fucking kidding. Don't do that. I don't even have the app. Um, I only have Instagram. My name is Killing It With Crone. So K-I-L-L-I-N-I-T-C-R-O-H-N-S. Killing nice. It With Crone. Almost like keeping up with the Kardashians, but like cooler because it's me. <laughs> even cooler Um, that's it that's my only platform that I have obviously chatting on this this podcast you can listen to me um 
I talk about like shit like this. And I talk a lot about Tom Holland on there too. If you are a Tom Holland stan, unfortunately, he is my boyfriend. I will gladly find you someone else though. Yes. She will match make you with others. Yeah, I will. 